Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. You might be a people pleaser if you tend to feel guilty when you do actually have the nerve to say no, if you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs, even at your own expense, you tend to keep your mouth shut and not rock the boat, and you feel like it's never your turn. Well, I am here to tell you that it is your turn now and you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are because there's nothing wrong with you. People pleasing is just a habit that we get into to cope with various things that at one time in our life were way too stressful to deal with. And so much like a class clown will learn to tell jokes, we learn to please other people. And I say we, because I have been there. So I am here in this podcast every week as your guide to an inner journey of liberation. Join me for this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Welcome to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Today, I want to talk to you about owning your brilliance. This is something I am so effing passionate about because I think especially as people pleasers, we minimize our accomplishments. We minimize what we're good at. We minimize the things that we have a real natural gift or talent for partially because it seems easy to us, like, well, it's no big deal, because to us, it's no big deal. It's a natural gift. The things that you're naturally gifted at are pretty easy to you. Uh, But that doesn't mean you don't deserve the inner and outer credit, that feeling of accomplishment, of success when you do them. But as people pleasers and many other reasons in culture for women, people of color, uh, everybody in the LGBTQ, you know, IA plus communities where we have been culturally conditioned towards sort of not as good as, okay, to just make a broad brush stroke there. It can be very easy to get in a habit of minimizing or diminishing the things that we accomplish and do and are very good at and or sort of projecting it onto others. Well, I got that job because I was in the right place at the right time. Or, you know, it was because somebody introduced them to me or I did really well because, you know what, the company just happened to be growing and they needed something this and I was that and and we kind of make excuses. And we will, what ends up happening is what's, what is really happening is that we are projecting our own success and abilities and brilliance, as I like to call all of it, onto other people or other circumstances that are kind of, oh, well, that's why that happened instead of really owning them ourselves. So I'll tell you when this became really obvious to me in my own life. I was, so I had been on this journey and was, you know, working towards coming out of my people pleasing habits. And ending the pattern of projecting my power 
And so my success on other people. So it wasn't my first rodeo. I'd been doing it a while, but I was on my way to Paris for a retreat with a bunch of coaches by a coach uh, for to focus on, you know, what kind of a legacy we wanted to leave behind. So I'm on the flight, overnight flight out of Philly into Paris. And so I'm kind of dozing, you know, on the airplane. And so I'm in my seat, my eyes are closed. I'm dozing some level of asleep, not sound asleep because when on an airplane, I'm never sound asleep, but anyway, and I heard this voice say, it's you, you're the one. And like, to the point that it startled me, I opened my eyes and I looked over at the guy sitting next to me thinking he had said this to me, like, logically, why would he say that to me? But, you know, just in that way, something kind of startles you out of um, being half asleep. And the voice was so like audible in my head. It wasn't my, it didn't feel like my own voice, but very audible that I thought he had said something. So I look over, of course, he's got his earplugs in watching his movie on his movie screen. He didn't say anything to me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how funny. Like, what did I dream that? Was I more asleep than I thought? Whatever. And then, so anyway, I kind of let it go and I close my eyes and I start to doze off a little more again. And then I hear it again. It's you. You're the one. And I was like, I just laughed in my seat. I'm like, okay, divine. I get it. You have a little message for me here. <laughs> but I was still like, it's me. I'm the one. And I was like, okay, this is about how I need to stop thinking that all my accomplishments, you know, and some of my uh, trip ups were because of other people. I'm not a big blamer, like bl blaming others is not really my MO. In fact, I tend to take, like many of you, I'm sure, take too much responsibility for what other people do that harms me. Uh, and instead of holding them, you know, accountable for it. But I really had to think about that, that I'm going into this retreat, which was all just the perfect, you know, birthing ground for what, and by the time I came home, this phrase of owning my brilliance had really come together because it was, it was really about who am I? What are my gifts that I have to give the world? And let me not be shy about any of it. Not let me not make excuses or hold back or have that. Well, it's not as important as what somebody else has to say, or it's not as good as what somebody else does. And, you know, like you could think of this with like, you know, getting into the idea of Instagram and Instagram um, feeds and, I'm sure all of you feel this, but you can, if you're not an online entrepreneur, and I know many of my audience here is not, uh, you can imagine this. When you're an online entrepreneur trying, like me, to get your message out to the world through podcasts, through Instagram, through, you know, whatever, so that people will buy your services. Because of course, while I love doing the stuff that helps people, they don't have to spend any money on it. This is how I make my living. So I also want to sell all of you who resonate with my work, my services, a digital program, you know, whatever that is. And so when we're marketing online, you know, there's just a lot of noise. I mean, I don't have to tell you, it's all in my feed too on different coaches that are selling you this or offering you that and change your life this way, manifest a million dollars that way, like whatever. So owning your brilliance to me is about being able to really stand in the truth, own who you are, 
what you're really good at, which also means you have to know where your weaknesses are. You have to know what you're not good at, what, you know, where do I need to outsource the things for my business that I'm really, you know, I don't enjoy them. I'm not that good at, you know, because I don't enjoy them. I'm not that good at them. things. We're not that good at. We don't enjoy time to outsource those things, you know, and how do I communicate with the most pure and by pure, I just mean authentic voice that is mine because no one has my exact voice. No one has my exact way of coaching a client. So there are plenty of people. I was trained by Martha Beck. She, you know, churns out a couple thousand coaches a year, I'm sure through her program. Uh, And it's been going on for years and years and years. So I don't know how many there are, but thousands and thousands and thousands of Martha Beck certified coaches. Okay. I'm not the only one, (laughs) but even though we were all trained with the same tools, how each of us uses them, expresses them, uses them with clients, our intuitive you know, skills, our communication skills, all those things are unique to each one of us. So that's why you can look at you know, 10 different feeds for manifestation coaches. You know, they're going to help you manifest money or whatever. And they're all going to sound and feel and look just a little bit different, even though they're all talking about the same topic. So same is true with you and whatever it is that you do, uh, you know, whether you're uh, a bartender or serving tables or whatever, or a CEO, it doesn't matter. We all have a unique signature. You have your own fingerprint that is unique to you. And that's why no matter how you feel, no matter who you are, no matter where you are right now today in your life, as you hear this, know that you have brilliance. There is a brilliance within you for you to own. And there is nothing more important. There's no greater gift than you that you could give the world than to own your own brilliance, because that's your unique offering to the world. And by either being buried kind of by diminishment, if you're a person who, like me, really was never encouraged, the idea that I had any brilliance was a silly idea in my upbringing, and that I would do anything, you know, sort of fantastic in the world other than get married and have babies was, it was really considered arrogance to say you were good at stuff. Uh, Not so much so for men in the culture I grew up in, because that was okay. It was okay for men to have brilliance, but it wasn't okay for women too. That's my culture. It's not everybody's, but there's often a way that gets us, which is what triggers us into the people pleasing stuff that it just, first of all, being a people pleaser diminishes you in your gifts because we're not prioritizing them. We're not taking them as seriously as we take somebody else's gifts or talents or what they need or what they want to do. And so people pleasing by its nature, diminishes us and does not allow us the freedom to really own our brilliance and express our brilliance. Because when we own it, we don't want to keep it to ourselves, whatever that means. It doesn't mean you're going to be a public figure or something like that. You may be very private 
And that's fine. Your brilliance can, you know, just be in your own home. It doesn't matter how you help people anonymously, maybe, or whatever. It it doesn't, there's not a, um, again, everybody's signature for their brilliance is unique. So we all have different ways of doing it and being it because that is the authentic, you know, unapologetic you. There's no one like you. And if you don't do you, no one will. The world will miss the you that you were created to be. And that's part of what I don't want to happen. And what I help make sure doesn't happen with my own clients is getting you to that point where you can own that brilliance and so express it then in whatever way is uniquely yours to do. So this is where it's part of what inspired the Solvent Method. So the Solvent Method is a coaching process I created. It's a four-component process with our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, and action, what action we take or don't take. And how to find how to work yourself through it in a way that you can start to uncover what your blocks or just cultural assumptions or limiting beliefs or any of that, you know, what those are so that you can begin to see yourself through the eyes of your own brilliance, that these are the things I'm really good at. Yeah, these things I don't really want to do. That's okay. I don't have any shame around that. And I'm going to focus on these things. And so now what do I want to do about it? And how do I use my thoughts and my feelings to support that instead of supporting the diminishment I was feeling before? So the solvent method is a great process to kind of work through this kind of thing with. And then it also has, so the link for that is going to be in the show notes. So you can find that easily. It's a digital program. You'll get it immediately after you purchase it. Super reasonable. And then you can add to it if you want also coaching session, three coaching sessions, if you really want to dive in and work with me with through these three sessions to help you with um, seeing those things that, you know, our blocks and our subconscious, you know, limiting beliefs are subconscious for a reason and they're, we don't see them. That's why they're subconscious. Even when they're conscious and we know we have a limiting belief, it can be very hard to stop it, to stop the pattern of it without getting a coach to help you do that. And that is what I am particularly good at. That's where my brilliance is, is in helping people with both the practical changes, but also the mental, the thought and the feeling, the mental and emotional process that has to happen before that action, the change in action really begins to take place. And that's you know, what brought me to creating the Solvent Method as a process and why I created a digital program for it, because the concepts of it are easy enough. There's videos and worksheets, you know, to work yourself through it. But when you get one-on-one coaching on top of it, then you just, you know, just allows you to open it up, open the doors wider and go deeper in it and faster, you know, to uncover and start to make changes from how your life has been to what is possible for you. So I hope that this sparks a little cord of excitement for you and possibility and curiosity to say, yeah, like what is my brilliance to ask yourself that question and don't allow those voices of diminishment. Well, there's nothing special about you. There's, you're not good enough at this. It doesn't matter anyway, because of that, you'll never get to, you don't have the time and you don't have the money, you know, whatever 
leave all of that outside the room and just allow yourself to sort of brainstorm, explore, imagine. This is where you have to get yourself out of you know, your comfort zone, get yourself, you know, even in a, just a curious exploratory way. Well, what if my life wasn't this way? Or what if one of the questions I love to ask clients is what if you had amnesia? And so you wake up tomorrow morning and all this job you were supposed to have feelings, you always have thoughts, you always have, you know, all these things where you live, what you're doing, instead of assuming, you know, every morning, we just kind of wake up with that program to go do those things again. So what if you had amnesia and you woke up with a fresh start and you had no preconceived ideas about how you have to go do this because of that and you know all the things that we do through our people pleasing and other obligations in life that that was just gone and you had a fresh start every day that's what the buddhists call the don't know mind don't know mind it's just that what if i didn't know what what if i had no preconceived ideas about what was right or what was wrong or what i you know what i had to do what i couldn't do so this is the journey i love to help people take in their lives. And I'm so glad you're here with me on this podcast, taking it with me in this format. And so I would love to hear what it is you believe your brilliance to be. And if you've been able to add to it, to expand it, to open yourself up to more, because I promise you, there's no arrogance in it. There's only unleashing your gifts into the world in whatever way that is authentic for you in that regard. So um, here's to owning our brilliance. I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Here's my invitation to you. Keep loving yourself enough to stay on this inner journey of liberation. And the good news is you don't have to do it alone. None of us do. So I hope you will continue to connect with me. I would love to have you post a five-star review on whatever podcast outlet you listen to the episode on today. New episodes come out every week. You can find me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach, on Clubhouse as B Florida. You can click the link in the show notes for my free resources and other information. And last but not least, you can book a connection call with me and we can explore whether or not now might be the right time and whether or not I am the right coach for you to help you on your journey of liberation. I can't wait to connect with you.